What's up, everybody? Yusuf Ali here. Thanks for listening to the Meldrick Moments Extended Edition podcast right here on Anchor. And if you want to start your own podcast on Anchor, it's absolutely easy and absolutely free. Let me tell you again, absolutely free. And it's so easy, you don't even need a microphone. I mean, it helps if you have a microphone, but you don't need a microphone because they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You don't need a booth. You don't need a studio. All you need is somewhere to sit down and be quiet and start talking. It's great. I recommend it to anybody, first-time users, professional, experienced podcasters, and anybody in between. It's absolutely the best. They have background music intro music, sound effects, kids crying, dogs barking, whatever you need, right there, anchor, use it right now, tell them I sent you, Yusuf Ali. Why don't folks name that boy that African name? No name from Cleveland. 4.24 a.m., but the studio don't close, man. It's a new game now. We ain't passing blunts no more. Jason. Ain't no passing to this left hand side. To the right hand side. No hand side. You keep your blind. You pass a blind now. Somebody likely to cuss you out. Coronavirus. Smoking by yourself. Little blunts. Smoking by yourself. Y'all hear me? Welcome back to another Meldrick Moment Extendo Edition podcast. I am still your host, Yusuf Ali. This is episode number 73 coming to you. Almost live-ish. Well, I'm talking right now, but y'all hearing it after, so it's live for me. Anyway, it's 9.50 p.m. on a Monday night here in TV Table Studios in beautiful Eagle Rock, California, another Pillowcase production. Um, this is my pre-birthday episode, so technically it's my birthday episode, because, you know, most people, if the weekend, if their birthday is like the week of a weekend, I mean, after a weekend, they probably celebrate that weekend, like, it's my birthday weekend, and then some people celebrate after that, like, this is still my birthday weekend, either way it go. When I was little, my mom used to celebrate my birthday on Halloween so I can have a Halloween birthday party. So technically, it's my pre-birthday weekend, so that's what I'm calling it. And we ain't do a whole lot of shit, but enough shit to tell y'all about, so let's just get right on into it. Melbos, welcome back. Um, this is episode seventy-three. Like I said, this is my birthday, basically my birthday episode. Cause next time y'all hear from me, I will be a different age than I am now. So this is the last birthday I will be this age. Um, most people know people that know me know how old I am, and we're gonna just leave it at that. I know it's Hollywood, and I personally I don't give a fuck. I mean, motherfuckers is dying 
young as shit. So I'm glad to be old or alive. Whatever, however you want to look at it. Every day you older, so you're older than somebody. You're always gonna be older than somebody. You're always gonna be younger than somebody as long as you're alive. So it really ain't nothing you can do about it. But just be glad you're alive out there, motherfucker. So I am. But yeah, this is the last time I'm gonna be this particular age. And next week, inshallah, be a different age. But uh, yeah. So with that, um. It was up since it's my birthday. Usually fall on the holiday on the close to Halloween. My mama used to have my shit be like um, Halloween slash birthday party. That way, it was killing two birds with one stone. One and and sometimes you would have the party on the first or the second, and that would give kids, you know, more opportunity to wear their costumes and justify why we going to get half off costumes on the first all of it made sense all of it made sense it was genius I loved her for that uh, what I want to tell y'all about a couple things one I've been hearing this ad when I'm listening to podcasts and they say some shit about um, a shiro and it's like, okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. Hero. Shiro. Okay. But you know, this is a slippery slope because it's going to be they roll and them roll and all type of shit. And it just, it's not necessary. Just, uh, we are, we all know what a hero is. A hero is a hero, hometown hero. A hometown hero don't have to be a dude. And you don't have to say hometown Shiro. Just stop. That's what I'm saying. I mean to get that all my just for weeks. Keep forgetting to bring that shit up. But anyway, yeah, man. Don't do that shit. Um, this was fun. Since the last time I talked to y'all, played two on two when I really was just going to shoot. There's one thing to just go to shoot and look like you want to hoop. Like you have on shorts. You know, shoes laced up tight maybe a headband wristband got a towel you brought some water it's like all you want to do is shoot okay whatever and if somebody asks you to hoop you you probably expect somebody to actually look at me I got on a tank top I got on an actual tank top but no I'm just shooting but when I want to go up there to shoot straight from work with fatigues on my watch still on. Fucking shoes loose. And you see I'm just shooting around. And you say, you wanna play two on two? I'm obligated because it's only literally three other we the only four people on the entire eight basketball courts. So of course I'm gonna say yeah if you ask me to play two on two. I just I have to. I have to. Especially when the other dude looked like he ordered me turned out he was but he definitely looked like he was ordering me so I'm like well I can check him and you you energetic motherfucker you can check him joke was on me because two on two is way more you use a lot more energy playing two on two than you do playing three on three four on four any that any of those other on three on three, number on numbers cause with two on two if you pass the ball and just stand there, you know, your man can go help. And you got it. I mean, you're going to be wide open, but who's going to just stand there? So usually just stand there on offense. That's cool. But on defense, you can't just, you can't get away with being like, you know, lazy on defense and two on two because it's only two on two. It's only if that man don't got the ball, then your man got the ball. Five on five, my man might not necessarily get the ball and we can both catch a little rest. No, not in two on two. I gotta run around this energetic wanna stay in shape as old man or older man wanna run around. I get it. If you can run around that age, why not? 
I just don't feel like running around at, at this age. But it was cool. We won one, lost one. I ended up hitting game point in, this, in the last one. And it's, I only bring that up because the first one that we lost, I didn't hit shit. I was shot about, missed about four shots, but I ain't make nothing. And we got slaughtered like game was 11. I think we lost like 11 or four or five. So, so and then this time we won and I contributed. Score twice and set a, a pick that led to a score. That's that's the closest thing you get to an assist without having the ball. Is a good pick in two on two. Um, so that was fun. Um, probably won't go this week, but maybe next week I get back up out there. want to do this while I was thinking about it. Um, Millie Vanilli, man. Look here. I get that they wasn't really singing. But listen to these motherfuckers that's out now. Are they really singing? They they, they making, they auto-tuning and shit. That's not like real. So all I'm saying is of all these auto-tune singers can get their props and sell records. Then why can't Millie Vanilli be invited to the reunion shows? And uh, you know they don't gotta be shunned just because they wasn't using their actual voice. You ain't using your actual voice, man. Let Millie Vanilli back into the fucking game. I don't know. I'll start a campaign. I say something. I'll tweet, man. Hashtag or something. That's right. I can't tweet. Damn it, Twitter. Sorry, Millie Vanilli. That was the only way I was going to get it done because more people pay attention to my Twitter than anything else. So I was going to try to get y'all back out here, but the argument remains, you know. Oh, I got an update. Um, I don't know if y'all can hear the difference. It's probably not even a necessary update to even let y'all in on, but I let y'all in on some little behind-the-scenes shit because actually, if you heard the sponsor... If you heard me do the ad at the top of the show, I said in the ad that you don't need a microphone to do the podcast. And I wasn't lying, because the last podcast, I did not have a microphone. Now, like I said, I don't know if y'all heard the difference. I don't know if y'all can hear the difference right now. But I do have a microphone right now, but last week I did not. And the podcast went as smooth as it normally does. So, I can attest to the ad that I read. You really don't need a microphone. Do the pot. That was clutch. I was panicking because I left the mic. And I was panicking. I left it over Jesus. I was like, oh shit. But nope. Anyway, that's my only update. It really do work without the mic. Oh, and um, I guess I could tell y'all about Halloween and in my pre-party weekend right quick and get to get that out the way. Um it was good. Jill had a show that turned out to be a party, and then we ended up going to another party after that. So we went from having no party to go to on Friday night to two on Saturday night. And that was good. We ended up playing Uno, which Melmos, I know I ask y'all every week to leave a question, but I really need to know, have y'all ever played Uno where if you throw down a draw two to the person next to you to penalize them to get them to pick up two more cards like the card says have they ever instead of picking up two cards put down a draw two of their own and then said if the next guy don't have a draw two they have to pick up a draw two I mean it's not the worst rule I just ain't never heard of it. So, Melmos, y'all let me know if y'all ever played the game like that because I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Luckily, it was more of us at the table that had never heard of that shit than one per literally one person at the table that had heard of that shit. So, to be fair, I gave that guy, I'm, okay, I, I say names, fuck it, uh, Niles. I gave Niles a chance because me, Arthur, and Alice said, fuck are you talking about? So I said to anybody in earshot, do anybody in here know how to play Uno? A couple people raised their hand. I said, has anybody in here ever heard of instead of drawing two when you are supposed to draw two, put down a draw two card? 
and amazingly that person said yeah so i i was confused again but anyway that's not how we play no fucking you know man draw two pick that shit up is the point um yeah that was that nothing on halloween though the actual halloween day we just did watch tv hung out and then we went to dinner. She took me to dinner. Thank you, baby. I love my baby. Love my chili bean. Taking me to dinner. Fancy dinner. Uh, fancier than we go to, which is Outback. <laughs> you know, shit like that. Uh, gang is calling. Or gang is kind. Whatever the fuck. Anyway, we went to the Vegas Seafood. And it was great, man. It was, it was, it was amazing. I don't believe I ate so much. I really can't believe I ate that much. I think it was just I was in the moment. It was one of those when in Rome type. But I tell you what, I ate enough to not eat nothing else all night. I was I couldn't. I don't never better not eat nothing else. I have to eat cereal before I go to sleep. But I couldn't fall asleep because I didn't eat cereal because I couldn't eat cereal because I was too full from the fucking other shit. So that was good. That was a great little birthday dinner man and um that was it so that was there we go that's that's the updates that i wanted to <clears throat> get y'all get y'all in there all um and uh, is that it oh while i was giving away flowers to millie vanilli also naughty by nature opp set the groundwork for a lot of y'all you know I fucked your bitch songs. Because OPP was telling people how to, to fuck each other's bitches. And dudes. And that song also needs more. Because I bring all this up because it was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame recently. In case y'all wondering where all this is coming from. I'm just thinking about people who need their fucking props. That's all I was just thinking about. We need to have some type of ceremony or show for, for this people that just need random props for random shit that they did god damn it that yeah, man is props so yeah that's all i need to tell y'all so uh, let's get right on into the news get into the news i just want to remind y'all that this segment of the podcast is brought to you by the good folks over at the preserve pot academy about the good folks i mean myself because i am the president founder client student and all that shit of the preserve pot academy where we try to get you to get the most out of that bag by stressing to break down those roaches and put that weed into the next Meldrick. And by smoking Meldricks in the first place. If you must smoke a regular size blunt, wrapper blunt, whatever the fuck, 
just use some of the roaches from your last blunt. It's just you throwing away weed, especially if you rolling big giant blunts and throwing away big giant roaches. You just throwing away weed, and it's not about money. It's about the love of weed. You don't love weed if you throw it away. This is that's the bottom line. You don't love weed the way you should. Your relationship with marijuana, cannabis, is not where it should be. You need to reevaluate. If you're throwing away weed on purpose, on purpose, it's not what we're here for. It's not what it was grown for. It's not what we waited six to eight months for the shit to be ready for, for you to throw it away. Disrespected by not smoking it. All of it. Anyway, uh, the barber, I saw a video. It looked like a some old sneaky cell phone footage video. Wasn't even security video or nothing. Just some 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 peeping time shit of a barber cutting a pubes with the clippers at the shop. Which that's one of them things you probably expect that your barber do. Or a suspect that your barber do, but you don't want to actually see him doing it. Now, it is kind of fucked up that dude put him on blast like that. Cause if he lose clientele, he ain't gonna know why. Cause like I said, it's a sneaky ass tape. People just gonna stop showing up, and he won't know why. But ain't nobody gonna let you touch their head with those clippers now. You done ruined those clippers. Ain't enough alcohol in your drawer to put on them fucking clippers cause it's the it's an image thing at this point you had that shit on your nuts now you wanna give me a lineup wrong by my ears by my eyes well not by my eyes necessarily directly but will you wanna will you wanna put some eye, some lines in my eyebrows or some big daddy cane shit cause I'm I'm inspired by the verses then what I can't do that now cause you done put the clippers on your nuts so that is fucked up. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, we all we all should, you know, I wouldn't be surprised that my barber used the clippers, cutters. Now I just don't. I don't want to pick. I don't want to see it. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, I say my barber. I don't have a barber, and so now, knowing that I've seen this tape, and never thought about this ever in my life before I've seen this tape. I'm glad I don't have a barber now because I I would I wouldn't be hesitant to go to my barber now after seeing some shit like this. People out there, Melmos with barbers. I'm sorry to put this in the back of your mind, but they might be cutting their nut hair with the motherfucking same guard that they put on the back of your neck. That's all I'm saying. You wonder why you breaking out. They put all the alcohol and powder and sheen and all type of shit. You still got all these bumps. Um, dude glued his head. I saw a video. It's okay. On the video, he got his head like you would think if you just scrolling that just a dude about to do a push up because that's how he got the side of his face on the street and he got his arms, you know, in push up position. But then you look at it, and it's not. That's not what it is. This motherfucker glued his face to the street as a form of protest. Now, I know you're saying that's some dedication to the cause. That's serious as fuck. That's how you put your life on the line and life and limb and all this type of shit and face and cheek. But then. I had I had to see what he was so serious about. Cause you're watching the tape. And he regrets his decision to put his face, to glue his face on. Now, I imagine if he would just lay down his his just put his regular face, glued his face on the floor, it would have had the same effect. They'd be like, man, that dude is laying down on the street. Cause it's alright. That's impressive enough. That's enough dedication. G, you are laying in the street during COVID. You just laying in the street. You know how many people 
spit in the street and piss in the street and all kind of shit and you land in it that's enough dedication right that's enough dedication and then when the protests stop everybody go home you can get up and walk back to your car and go wash your face you had to take it another step and put your face glue I'm gonna glue my face you dumb motherfucker and now your face now they gotta try to spatula your face up with the lube and some type of shit I don't know how they gonna get that shit off anyway the, the cause the cause he protesting because he don't think the government is spending enough money on climate change research like it's a amount that you need like even if it was an amount that they said to all the research in the world you put it into it and they said alright this is what we come up with what you think they gonna say we can make it not cold and hot, not as hot in the summer as you wanted to we can make it snow a little less now cause all this research we've been funding the fuck is climate change research and why are you gluing your if you gluing your face to the street I'm thinking the protest has something to do with faces asphalt I don't know uh, parking spaces something that got to do with the street Alright, I'm gonna move on because it's just dumb shit that's pissing me off now. Just um, the dude they had Rolling Loud this weekend. A lot of rappers got arrested. That's that's not that much news, but what is news is one rapper got his mic snatched mid-performance, and then a lot like. If you've seen the Wu-Tang series, it started out like that. Like where Wu-Tang came out and snatched the mic from the promoter and just started rapping. But that was a plan. Like the DJ was in on it. The sound dude was in on it. And everybody, they started playing Wu-Tang music. This dude wasn't as thought out. I think he just was just like, at the very least, I'm going to go viral. I'll figure out everything else after. They're going to be wondering who that was so, I mean, I don't. I'm not wondering who it was. I just thought it was an interesting way to get known, is to take another less known rapper. Not because not it's not about the. Because I don't even know the rapper he took. I just know that this guy went viral for snatching the mic from a rapper, and he knew the right one. He knew which rapper to pull that off on. Because you can't. Neither one of these babies, nobody with baby in their name, you can do that to. Um, not too many of these littles. And definitely not none of these youngs. So maybe some of these alphabet YBN, RBA, DOA, TNT, LBC, whatever the fuck these alphabet. Probably some of them, but none other than that, you ain't gonna pull that off on no regular. No, it was slick though. He he took the mic and he started like I wouldn't say rapping. I think what I think he was I think he was the hype man I think he was the spliff star cause he took the mic and just started like doing ad libs like I think he thought that the other the main rapper maybe was gonna run out behind him and he was gonna give him the mic I don't know he's gotta see the tape this was a thing that they had I didn't I didn't read nothing to confirm it it's actually a second hand story but apparently if I'm so I, I, I had to say a disclaimer because I don't think this is real but here we go they had a small dick march here in LA last week according to the source and uh yeah it was people coming together with signs talking about you know little dicks matter and all this type of shit and I guess Without even being, without even saying a joke, without even as honest as I can say what I'm about to say, that's one party 
that I wasn't supposed to hear about. That's a march, a parade that I wasn't supposed to know about. There's a lot of parades that happen that I know nothing about and for good reason, for whatever they're celebrating. Like, at least I heard about the Macy's Parade. I know it's going to be a Thanksgiving Day Macy's Parade. I know it's going to be a Rose Bowl Parade. But you have to be in the know. You really have to be in the know to find out about this little dick march. I, I definitely don't have nothing to do with any information regarding that. Fortunately, thanks to my daddy and my mama's genetics mixing just right to let me sleep good at night. Um, and Jill. Um, they let out Emmy, a young boy, out of jail. Uh, as part of his uh, release conditions, he got to go to Utah and live. And I know that sound fucked up. I mean, how you gonna send a young rapper to Utah? It sound like a sitcom, actually. To the young street thug killer gangster rapper from New Orleans or uh, uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. All the way to Utah and drop them off and shenanigans begin. Hilarity ensues and all this. But no, it's real. And it's a lot like when people say, I just had to say this shit the other day. Somebody can say, why do OBJ want to be in Cleveland? It's not. See, a millionaire, man. You don't want to be in Cleveland with your money. But if you got OBJ money, Cleveland is just like anywhere else. Because, you, you know, it's basically just a storage. Motherfuckers, super millionaire motherfuckers ain't at home. They were, wherever is nice, that is where they at. If they live somewhere nice, then they somewhere else that's also nice. But they ain't never home. Anyway, so, with that consideration, this dude is one of the few rappers I believe got a whole lot of money. A lot of these rappers don't got as much money as they portray, but he one of them dudes, I really do think he got a whole lot of money from rapping. So I don't believe that Utah is a bigger deterrent as they think. Although they did give him little bullshit rules like he can't have no more than two people in the house at a time and nobody can spend the night or some shit like that. I mean, he get around. He got to do a lot of daytime fucking, but Utah is not that bad when you're a millionaire. Now, they send me to Utah, I'm going to have a hard time. I'm going to have a hard time. But, you know, not even a young boy. You're all right. In Italy, this dude was on house arrest. And they say he walked to the police station after about three, four months and requested jail specifically because he couldn't stay with his wife. She was it she couldn't he couldn't take it. And say I am I'm, I'm it's, it's I'd rather do my time and be at the house. And if jail is worse than home I'm thinking what did he do? He couldn't have did nothing that bad because he got the option to go to jail. So is she fucking with, I mean, the option to go home. So is she fucking with him because he is a, a bad criminal? She fucking with him because they still, you know, his criminal endeavors didn't change their financial outcome. And if that's the case, I get it. You don't want to hear about that shit. Like she, every single, every five minutes, like, all you got was a hundred dollars, motherfucker. A hundred dollars? So shit like that. It would drive you crazy to remind you like constant reminder of your that you're a failure. So he like, ah, you know what? Cause you probably ain't fucking cause you're a failure. Be like, I ain't fucking anyway. Might as well go to jail where I can, I can at least be go to the library and get some time, you know, some quiet time in the yard or some shit. That's fucked up. 
kind of remind me of a, sto- of a story a couple of years ago when in Cleveland during that awful, awful 2015 winter. Dude broke out of uh, Max Mansfield and went back. He said, you know what? I didn't anticipate this code. So, um, yeah. Yep. Let me back. Let me. Let me back in. Sorry. No, well, it wasn't. I lived in Cleveland, so it might not have been Mansfield. Forget all that where he went to jail. Just know he escaped jail in the in the dead of winter. It, they decided that it was too cold to be on the run. I picked the wrong time. I, I, I can get back out in the spring, but I fucked up doing this shit, you know, in, in January, December. But, um, Anyway, yeah, I feel, dude, I'm, I'm wanting to go back to jail, if that's the case. Nah, if he, nah, she was, I was about to say, there's no way she was fucking, because he's not going, as bad, as annoying as she is, if she was fucking, you gonna, you can cut it out. You can cut it out, because you definitely ain't fucking in jail, not no pussy, so. Oh, well. Good luck to that guy, man, on his decision. That's a brave, 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 brave decision. Um, saw a video of a dude in 2021 in America, in New York, in Brooklyn, throwing a Molotov cocktail, 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 cocktail in the motherfucking bodega and, I mean he set that bitch on fire like it was like a video game my my thing is who actually does I mean it's a very you know primitive you know inexpensive weapon bomb like you can fuck a lot of shit up with a Molotov cocktail and actually what it really made me do was it's kind of scary it really made me think why aren't there more Molotov cocktails? You can can you imagine? I'm not, I'm so, okay, I know this is where this is the part of the podcast where it sounds like I'm promoting and endorsing some fucked up shit. I'm not. I'm just picturing it. Listen, hear me out. They got all these drive-bys and shit, and that's fucked up. That's fucked up. Drive-bys are bad. But can you imagine if a motherfucker drove by and threw a Molotov cocktail at your shit? You don't have to you don't have to aim. All you have to do is throw it near them on the ground. Make sure it busts. Oh That's a hell of a weapon. If I'm just saying, like if you're not a gun guy, you don't have gun money. And then you got to buy the bullets on top of that. So, I mean, my top cocktail, you can make that out of, like, any flammable liquid. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, I'm just, I'm too many. Sound like I'm, I'm getting too excited about a Molotov cocktail. But best believe, best believe if I got a problem, I'm going the MC route. Because I'm not... If I get a gun to do, man, hell no. I'm, with a Molotov cocktail, you can just like, that's man. I don't even know if you can get a bomb charge with that. Because it's not even, it's just, you can get an arson charge at the most. So, that's better than attempted murder. But you're going to get it if you actually shoot a motherfucker. So, hey, listen. I guess I am endorsing. Nope, 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 I'm not. I'm not going to endorse fucking Molotov cocktail. Stay safe out there is what I'm going to say, man. Stay away from violence and violent activities and gas and bottles and lighters. Especially if they all in the same, you know, general area. Cause they they fucking around and they they not playing in New York. Um in Poland they had a they said intergender, mixed gender, whatever the fuck, MMA fight. And it was not... And To show you how fucked up it was, it was a lady who was not an MMA fighter herself. And to be fair, a dude that wasn't an MMA fighter. So it wasn't like it was... That would have been interesting, some Ronda Rousey versus 
you know, uh, what's dude name? Uh, Silver, whatever the fuck that guy. That would be interesting to watch. But no, this was a regular old lady, girl, and a regular old dude. A dude looked like he ain't never been in a fight, but he also looked like I'm not gonna let this girl like beat me. It's still a girl. I got height and reach advantage and weight advantage because they wasn't even. It was terrible. And it's fucked up because it was a crowd, like, packed out. I don't know if they was the main event or opening, but man, oh man, if this is where we going, like, if that's the case, they might as well let that, uh, what's the transgender MMA fight? They might as well let him fight if we going to go this route, just letting dudes beat up on girls. Like I said, they wasn't the most gifted fighters. So it looked like, you know, decorated domestic violence or some shit. Because he was just, especially when they got, he did a ground and pound on her. And it was just like, he getting out all his frustration from never getting pussy. That's, that, because you see this dude, he don't get no pussy. Even in Poland. So... That's why he signed up to do this shit. He know, I'm sure that he was getting ridiculed from his people. Like, man, you gonna fight this? You, you goddamn right. I'm gonna show these hoes what they missing out on. So whatever he was thinking to, to agree to do this. Oh, that's fucked up. Uh, last couple podcasts I've been talking about these people that just take shit and run. Well... This guy had enough of this shit. I guess he wasn't going to happen on his watch. So, fast forward to the middle of the video. This dude is trying to get away from this dude with the gun. Who was doing the most citizen arresty, citizen Jason Bourne type of shit I've ever seen. He's hanging on to the inside of the fucking wheel and halfway in the truck. And the dude punching him. And then now he pistol whipping. So, it was an intense intense 30 seconds but my thing is now you done fucked up your car maybe your leg and the people from Lowe's they wasn't even outside they didn't even see none of this they didn't even know they got stolen from but anyway trying to be a hero. He he probably seen those same world star videos and shit too. He's like, man, I'll be damned unless somebody take a car full of shit and I'm about to pay for my shit. So and that's in that respect, you gotta honor dude for like hell no, no you ain't. Either we all paying or ain't nobody paying. But I ain't about to just have this strap on me for no reason. I been I go to the gun range. Well Turn out this lady is suing Kellogg's, the makers of Pop Tart, because she's saying uh, this shit is just candy, man. This is is you said is you know strawberries is it's got like a measure it got like the equivalent of of of, of under fingernails worth of strawberry in it, and the rest of the shit is sugar. So she's suing. So, I'm rooting. I'm rooting for it. again. Again, I've heard of these cases before where the people sue for some bullshit. But if they win, that's like a landmark case. That's what they call it. Like that's some, you know, Ferguson versus uh, whatever the fuck Plessy. I don't know. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm high as shit. But reason being, if she pull this off, you know what I mean? Candies we can sue. For misleading us saying they had real fruit in it, or motherfucking raisin bran for saying they had every scoop, you know, goddamn well with no raisins in every scoop, just shit like that. So I'm pulling for the lady. Ends a five million dollar case. She might get five million dollars because pop tarts ain't real fucking strawberries, regardless of the picture on the fucking box. She was looking for real strawberries. She was duped all this time. And what's crazy is. Now she's just figuring that shit out. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Pop-Tarts has been eating since she didn't figure this shit out. 
Okay, so anyway. I'm rooting for the lady. Like I say, five million dollar case soon popped up. I mean, that's opening up so many doors. I'm suing fucking this is retroactive. Pop tarts ain't just come out. So I'm saying just think about all the shit that we can sue. I'm suing McDonald's and Burger King for the way them burgers look on the commercial. That's not the burger I said I buy. That burger on that commercial is not the burger you sold me today. It might have the same ingredients, but that is not the same burger. So you gotta I don't know. I don't want much. I just want like one yeah, if she getting five million, I just want like one seven. For eating sloppy burgers that y'all to put that shit on the commercial, I might not have went down there in the first place. Um last thing I said this dude ate all his meals or the majority he said lunch and dinner of his meals for a year at Six Flags so he can save the money to pay off his loans and all this type of shit so the money he was saving on groceries and it worked he said that you time it right and you get the all day parking pass you'll be in that bitch long enough to eat you know, lunch and dinner. And that's what he did. And that put me in a, that reminded me of this dude I used to work with. I ain't gonna say his name, uh, but then again, yes, I am. Because you don't listen to the shit. Dude named Joe. Pretty sure he was, it was a school and they had food with, it was a school with dorms. So they had like food, not everywhere you could go, every refrigerator you went to, it was something to eat. And this dude was just a maintenance man like me, so he had, granted he had been there 27 years, but this dude had a nice house. He had a truck, he bought his kid a truck. So it's like, I know he ain't paying for no food at home. He don't eat nothing but muffins. say I'm excited to be here on Showtime, you know what I mean? I might be honestly the youngest, well I mean as far as like record wise, like as far as like all the YouTubers and stuff with the exception of them, I might be the pay-per-view fire with the late, with the least amount of fights, you know? But I mean, you guys gonna see the sound I'm gonna knock this, this dwarf the fuck out. That's how it is. You hear that? I'm gonna knock you the fuck out. Flat Nah, it is. You think I'm fucking scared? What the fuck am I scared of? You was there, man. You a stupid fucking dwarf, man. I'm telling you, man. I can't even mess with your fucking head. Can't even mess with your fucking head. It's so fucking big, like this fucking big. And your fucking little T-Rex arms, man. My dick's longer than your fucking arms. Yeah, I'ma knock this chump the fuck out like that. Alright, this week on that time, I'll tell you about that time I had to break my own back window on purpose. It was, it was some dumb shit, man. I had locked my car. You ever, you ever see these cars? They got like the cardboard in the back part, a small window in the back door. But that was me. Because I locked my keys in the car like an idiot with the car running in my driveway. And I ain't have time to wait for no tow truck and all this shit, so. Quick and easy, I figured if I could just knock out this back window again, get another window replaced, I wasn't gonna replace shit. That was just gonna be a broke window for the remainder of the time I owned that car. Sure enough, it was a broke window. Winter time come, you put some fucking plastic over it and just a little tiny piece on the back. And it was a $800 car. But the $800 car ran for about two years. So, shit, I, was, I got a good deal out that motherfucking $800 car. But yeah, that time, because I, you know what, one time before I had locked 
my keys in the car and I paid the $45. And I'm like, I'm not paying on another $45. Number one, why do I keep doing that shit? So now that started a habit that hasn't broke since. Every time I get out of the car, before I close the door, before I let that door slam close, I tap my pocket and make sure I can feel the keys in my hand. Like, that's crazy. It traumatized. But that's what locking the car, locking the key in the car two times to do to it. Fucking traumatizing and shit. But I figured it out now. I should be alright. Uh, I should never, ever, ever lock the keys in the car again. And if I do, <laughs> best believe y'all gonna hear about it because it'll be that time I did it after so many years of doing that shit. God, that's some dumb shit. Anyway, yep, that's what happened that time I locked my keys in the car or broke my window on purpose. And. Not for nothing. It wasn't easy to break a glass. When they show these girls breaking windshields and shit, they they have some rage. Because it took me like two good, maybe three good hits of it with the brick to break that little part of that window. Y'all be shattering that shit like with one swing of whatever the fuck. Like, goddamn, that shit is hard to do. Props to the bitter exes. Or soon to be exes. Well, not props, but that's a that's some strength to break these fucking windshields. That's all I'm saying. This week on Puddle Tracks, we got another promotion to celebrate. Celebrating Larry's new promotion at work. You know, he worked for the Hyundai factory, and he was just painting the screws on the VIN number plates. Now, they actually let him press some digits. He working the digit press on a couple of numbers. Not all, not the whole VIN number. They ain't letting him go crazy now, but he can do the number one and the letter L. You know, they don't want to overwhelm them. All right. COVID and comedy are now hand in hand. <laughs> that was a nice jacket. They didn't want to, like, that's a nice jacket you got on, man. You got ready to hear them. Uh, y'all remember July 4th last year? Remember Fair Time? He was on TV. Y'all might have missed it. I made sure the people in my neighborhood did this. I live in Eagle Rock. And on that July 4th, when Farrakhan was talking, oh man, I was outside and slamming grills and pouring water on charcoal and shit. I felt who's going to be that day. I felt like a good person. <laughs> I'm like, man, y'all go listen to the brother. <laughs> Cooking all this pork. <laughs> That's another thing I got from my mother the, uh, the Muslim don't eat pork shit. My uncle, man, he was really, he was more serious. He was more strict than my mother was. He used to make me take my uh, marshmallows out my Lucky Charms. Do you know how Lucky Charms taste without the charms? <laughs> Melmos, thank y'all, man. I just want to take this time before we wrap up the podcast to say thank you for listening this far uh, and this long and fuck with me. And if you're a new Melmo, welcome to the show. Um, tell somebody to tell somebody else why you fucking with it. Um, uh, everybody else, um, I'm glad you're still here. And uh, we're going to keep doing this. And I just want to shout out everybody that liked the post, share the motherfucking post, retweet the post, uh, comment under the Instagrams, tell somebody to look at this shit. All that, man. I appreciate all the views from all the platforms, from all the outlets. So, uh, Mel Moses, keep this going. Magic moment. Extend to edition. Love y'all. Alright, Mel Moses. Thank you for riding and flying with me and fucking with me this week. Come to the end of another episode 
Um, glad y'all all made it. Hope we got some new listeners. Um, and to my loyal listeners, welcome back. Thank you. Thank y'all for uh, fucking with me this long and staying with me and believing in me. We're going we gonna to blow up, man. And y'all going to be able to say I was there since the beginning, like before episode 73, like episode, you know, 48 or something, episode 13. Like, that's amazing. So, um, yeah. But before we get out of here, you know, I got just one more thing. You know we don't talk about enough how photo albums ain't shit no more and pictures really ain't shit no more I remember like when before social media before camera phones and like if somebody took a picture they had to go develop it and all this shit and then wait and then go pick it up and then you, had, you might have doubles you would argue over who got to keep the extras and all this shit then you will put the pictures in a photo album. And you would look through them and every now and then feel like pulling out the photo album. You might want to add to the photo album. You might want to just look at some old pictures, just some old shit and unfold that plastic and pull that picture out and put it back on that shit, on that sticky and fold that plastic back down and keep turning the big ass pages there's always a big ass book and the only people who saw those pictures ever in their entire existence was the people who took those pictures the people who developed those pictures and the family who lived in the house where that photo album was unless they decided to show it to other people when they got there but those were most likely close friends. He wasn't showing like, you know, the neighbor that stayed seven house, seven streets over that you don't know, but you just know he lived there because he told you he do. You're not showing him your baby picture, so because it was sacred, it was a, it was a big deal, special. Not no more, man. Now everybody get to see your picture of every. Everybody you never seen, people you think that your friends are perverts, pedophiles, sickos, wackos, all type of weirdos. Everybody get to see your pictures that you post for not just, you know, the one, two, three, four people of the year that might come through that actually you want to show your photo album to. Nah, man. Everybody get to see everything. And for me, that's kind of. It ruins the, you know, it's not special no more. It's just pictures, man. Like, who cares, man? I don't even know you, but here's a picture of my baby. Matter of fact, for the next six months, here's a picture of my baby. You can watch my baby grow. You're going to know how my baby look. You're going to know my baby more than actual family members know my baby because you follow me on Facebook, and Auntie Cheryl does not. But with that said, um... Stop oversharing. I think that's the I heard that word a lot this week. Stop oversharing on Facebook, man. Just fucking live. Do unto others. Um, you know, always see yourself in somebody else. You know, it make it make you know when you going through everyday tasks and doing everyday shit, it just make it easier to just you know, just imagine yourself doing that other shit too, man. Just put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Um, don't take shit personal from co-workers man. that shit is crazy you don't know what type of text a motherfucker just got what, what type of night they had what type of morning they had all that type of shit um, if you see shit getting out of hand too many plans too many just just type of chaos just, just noise around you just look deep breath serenity prayer that shit help you figure shit out um in order to keep from going crazy, man, these last two things are the most important. Number one, count your own blessings, man. Don't run nobody else's race. Don't worry about what another motherfucker think about you and what you're doing and how much money you got and how would none of that shit matter, man. Just worry about what the fuck you have to do 
and count your own blessings, man. Because anything that you think you like, anything that you can, you think you need, anything that you've been getting by with today, if you wake up tomorrow and some of that shit or one of that shit or all that shit is gone, you're going to be wishing and praying and hoping and get shit back and please let me find me another this and that. So you better act, man. Better count your blessings while you got them. And last but not least, stay high. I really don't have to tell y'all that. Every time I say that, I'll be like, this is a weed-inspired podcast. Named after tiny blunts and a great boxer. I'm not going to tell you I smoke weed. I just like saying it out loud, I guess. For anybody within earshot, smoke weed, man. Chill the fuck out. And with that, until next week, be safe. Be careful. Go Browns.